0: Welcome to the Midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you on the podcast this week with us. This week, we've got Rob Croyle. Hello. We got myself, Logan. And special guest, Daniel Peterson. Hello. AKA cheesecake
1: the best cake
0: aka <laughs> Daniel Peterson that's me we're not sure which name he is known more by but uh it's good to have him here
1: i was thinking last night that it's a good thing he's not fantastic at making cheeseburgers oh because then we'd have to sing the cheeseburger song from
0: oh from veggie tales from veggie tales that's true we would need to sing that. The other reason that it's good that he's not making that he's not fantastic at making cheeseburgers would be then we could never shorten that because we already have a burger.
1: We do have. A burger not burger. Yeah. But
0: that would be confusing if we had cheeseburger and burger. And what what would happen if burger was cheesy? We just don't know. So, for those of you that have no idea what confused. we're talking about, I apologize. That's a lot of inside joke right there. Um, uh, for those of you that do know what I'm talking about, I hope you enjoyed that. I still apologize. (laughs) Speaking of apologizing. I I expect
1: a text from ribbed eggs about this point.
0: Yeah. We're going to get one from from him on that for sure. Oh, But, uh, speaking of shortcomings and apologies, uh, you had one that you mentioned right in the sermon, which now I'm forgetting it.
1: Yeah, what on my slide.
0: Oh yeah. I had a
1: typo that bigger than bigger than life. Yeah, it was a big typo. It was it was
0: But I mean that was pretty apparent. Like you, you acknowledged that in, in the sermon and then used it as a plug for footnotes.
1: Yeah, I said the waters pre failed. Prefailed.
0: Yeah, they pre failed.
1: Uh, One hundred and fifty days. So I pre. failed like
0: pre-ordering? But you're like, I'm just gonna fail in advance. Yes. Is that self sabotage?
1: Pre-failing, failing before you fail.
0: I think that's self sabotage. Fail before that you is. start. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Like we have geez. coined a new. Is that is that is that a word?
0: Uh, it's probably not new. There's nothing new under tell the me, sun.
1: Tell me, tell me, Google. Is is pre-failed?
0: Hey Siri. <laughs> no, <laughs> Siri's <laughs> useless. <laughs> Ask Siri earlier today. To fail before you know it. To fail before you know it. (laughs) Pre-fail. (laughs) pre-fail.
1: That's that's an urban dictionary.
0: Perfect. Well, if it's on urban dictionary, then that's pretty much like just. It's real. That's that's written in stone. Yeah. Or at least in data on the internet. There you go. All right. This has been Shortcomings with Mission Ridge. Yikes. (laughs) Other shortcomings, uh, which is really not, I don't know if it's a shortcoming or not, but we're going to use it as a segue, because why not? Uh, You wanted to talk more about your final point of being partners. Yeah. So, like, I didn't talk about that enough.
1: Well, I talked about the fact that God's going to bring judgment, that that is a reality.
0: Bringing down the wrath of God.
1: And that what we see in this story is that God would rather harm himself than than others mm-hmm. to harm you and I. I mean he'd he'd rather bear that punishment. And that's what we see uh with, with Christ and the cross. And I said that God desires to store through partners, adjust your life to his mission. Well I don't think I I connected those two thoughts well enough that if yeah. we are not actively Pursuing people to reconnect them to God, because what we see in this in in these stories is is that God doesn't really go anywhere. People stop talking to God. God doesn't stop talking to them. Every time someone chooses to have a conversation with God, God
0: it's intends right there. he's yeah.
1: he's there. He's in that conversation. He's ready for it. Uh, we don't see God change his approach to man in Genesis three. We see man change his approach to God. Genesis four the same thing. God yep. doesn't change his approach, He's, but Cain changes his approach. Sure, and so and I and I've seen that lived out, and I've seen that lived out in people that uh, start out in the church and then they choose to walk away from the church for one reason or another. Mm. Uh, and then there's some people that they no one's ever introduced God to them. Yeah, you know, so that that's a reality, but. The message of the of the of the cross is that God is looking to restore people to Himself, to restore relationship, to replace what was lost. And if we kind of half half-heartedly adopt this mission, this call mm-hmm. that Jesus gives us, the people around us are gonna, are not going to. Receive the full benefit of uh, of God's mission. Sure. And so I I felt like I didn't I didn't hit that home. I didn't connect those. I talked about those two thoughts that that God will judge. He will bring judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the last passage that I shared, that was a that was a theme. Pull the us-
0: Judgment's coming.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Um, it's gone. Gone. It's 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 gone. That's all right. That's all right. My computers failed me. <laughs> it prefailed. you you were
0: struggling with your technology this Their week. Computer failed. That's another one. You lost <laughs> like half your sermon the morning of.
1: Oh, that was.
0: You were fru- you were frustrated by that. I was. That frustrated. was. You handled that. You handled that like a champ, Rob. Props to you. <laughs> Uh, cause yeah, you were, you were, you were definitely a wee bit frustrated by that, but that's all right. So the, yeah, the concept, the balance, and I, I think it's good that you bring that up the balance of, um, yeah, judgment's coming. And if we don't partner with God, if we don't choose to get on board, so to speak, um, and meet him in that, then, then we're going to experience that judgment. I think that's, that's not a bad way to put that. makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, and Peter talks about this Noah story a couple different times, and the first time is in 1 Peter. He says that, um, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit, in which we... Went, proclaimed to this, which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey. When God's patience waited, the days of Noah, when the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this now, saves you not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels and authorities and powers having been subjected to him. Mm. But if we don't introduce people to Christ, mm-hmm. even though God desires to restore people to himself, if he he does that through partners. Mm-hmm. And so if we aren't in the mix, then um then, you know, what's going to happen? So that's... Sure. Uh, cool.
0: I dig it. I dig it. So let's uh, let's move into... You mentioned in the sermon, uh, you mentioned in the sermon the chiasms that are... Uh, I'll give you a second here to pull these up, but uh, the chiasms that occur in chapter 9... There I think you mentioned there were five of them.
1: There are five. Uh, but they're uh,
0: scattered they're scattered all throughout the story. Like the it's like an Easter egg hunt for chiasms in this one. And they're easy to find.
1: The section that we were reading through, there's four. Okay. Um the fifth one will we will entertain this next week. Ooh. Uh but Genesis nine, one through seven, there's a chiasm uh be fruitful, and multiply and replenish the earth, and it ends with be fruitful, and multiply uh in in the center is this idea of um how are you supposed to respond if you kill an animal and what and what's supposed to happen if you kill a human being mm. and the 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 blood and the lifeblood. this is an important concept this is yeah. an important concept uh you mentioned this. In last week's footnotes, I believe. Yeah,
0: we we talked about this going back even in the book of Acts. We talked about this. We talked about this last week with Cain and Abel, uh, and, and the the concept of like blood being important and carrying the breath of God in it. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so um, in the book of Acts, you know, they point to what are we gonna expect of Gentiles that are not going to follow
0: the Abrahamic.
1: The. Covenant, yeah, yeah.
0: They're not under the law of law of Abraham, law but, of Sinai.
1: But we're all under this covenant. Um, Everybody,
0: everybody's under it.
1: Which, which brings us to Genesis nine nine through eleven. He says, "And behold, I established my covenant with you." Uh in verse eleven, he repeats that theme: "I established my covenant." Um, and then verse ten: the beasts of the earth. Um. Mm-hmm. And again, a second time in in verse ten, beasts of the earth. But at the center of the chiasm is all that go f- all that go out of the ark, mm. which includes all the descendants. We're yeah. told that all the descendants come through Noah.
0: Yeah, this is everybody.
1: And so, um, all y'all you know the question you know i've had you know like like do do christians have to abstain from blood sure yeah you know, i've i've had that question asked and as far as i can tell from my reading i would say yes
0: yeah that's a uh, that's that's definitely an interesting i i kind of when we were talking about it in Acts, I went and did a little digging on that, but then I got bored and distracted by other things, so I didn't really finish, <laughs> to be honest. But, uh, cause I was like, what do you do with like blood pudding or cultures that have, you know, that make use of that in their cooking or something like that? Um, I didn't really, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of undecided debate, um, on <laughs> the stuff I was reading. Like, I'm not a huge blood pudding fan anyway, but,
1: Sounds minorly questionable. Minorly. Well, and and the thing is, is like if that if if culturally, that's what you're doing out of ignorance. Sure. That that's that's one thing. I mean, the Apostle Paul says, I don't judge those outside of the church. Absolutely. I judge those within the church. And so, once you come to Christ and you start diving into the scriptures and you come across this story, that
0: might, might change how you go about doing things. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. I personally would not partake.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah, that's uh yeah, I'm not I'm not I I I don't know where I land on that one yet. Uh for sure cuz I the uh initially I would have been like, yeah, whatever. It's like there's no That's Peter said it's all good. like right, right? There was the the animals coming down on the sheets. They're all don't, you know, don't call which we know is a slightly different story, but you know This is we're not bound by that by that law, but this is a law that we are bound by. So I don't really know what to do with that yet. Um, Still kind of processing that. But luckily, I don't have a lot of blood pudding that I have to uh, either decide if I'm going to eat or not eat at this point. Not a lot of people making that in Missoula, Montana that I know of. Um, I'm sure Brandon Steele is probably going to show up with like some haggis or blood pudding or something that's going to be. Highly, highly questionable now, just to, <laughs> just to give me a hard time. But yeah. uh, that's something Brandon would do, I'm sure. But uh, anyway.
1: And then the fourth Chiasm, we actually talked about this one. They they showed this Chiasm a little differently. And and I'm looking at uh, chiasmusexchange.com. We will post this on our fireside. In the show notes. In the show notes. Yep uh well but uh so it's a it's kind of an interesting tool um they have chiasms for for every book of the bible um sometimes i see things a little differently than they do sometimes i see things that they don't see absolutely um and that's okay i mean it's just this is you know it's a tool it's a tool um and they're they're using a different uh version so um, this is going to sound a little different than what we talked about on Sunday. Um, and, and again, according to whatever version you're using, uh, that, that, that will play in. I have a tendency to um, try to use the Hebrew itself to kind of drive the conversation. And, um, and I don't know what their approach is. But they do see some chasms that I, I haven't seen. And so I, I come here as a quick reference. Uh, but Genesis 9 twelve through seventeen um, the a is then God said this is the token of the covenant between me and every living creature that's in verse 12 verse 17 and God said this is the token of the covenant between me and all flesh uh, the B is I do set my bow in the cloud covenant between me and earth uh the other side of that is found in verse 16, the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh is upon the earth. Uh, the sea is found in verse 14, the bow shall be seen in the cloud. Uh, 16, the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And 15, which will lead us to our next conversation, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature all flesh, and the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And uh, we talked about this idea of God remembering, and to the first hearers, the Israelites, when they're sitting at Mount Sinai, after 400 years of slavery, they're used to covenants, Mm -hmm. and uh, there's a particular kind of covenant that they're used to, but this is shocking language when God says, I will remember my covenant. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, so, the covenants that we're talking about here, the the term for them is a Caesarian vassal covenant, if you're going to research this. Um, so, it's a Caesarian vassal covenant, and this was common in ancient times. This is how, if you made a treaty between, imagine... Um, Daniel, let's say we go, we we get into a fight over uh, the, we get into a fight over who makes the best cheesecake, okay? A
1: little tussle.
0: A little little tussle, a little tussle over who makes the best cheesecake, and we go to war over this, Okay. and uh, many cheesecakes are made and devoured, and at the end of this war, a long bloody exchange, it is determined that you are the victor. You are the superior cheesecake. I reign creator. victorious. You reign victorious. Mm-hmm. Um, superior cheesecake. Exactly. Maker, exactly. Okay. And so you would be the you would be the the stronger party. You would be the Caesarian, and I would be the vassal. I am the I am the loser here, and you, as the victor, as the conqueror, as the powerful party, would hold this this one side of the covenant. And I would hold the other. And what we see here with Noah is obviously God is the the um, the party that holds the power. Like, he just flooded the entire earth. Um, kind of a weird flex. You know, big, a solid flex, actually. <laughs> I'm not going to say weird. Solid flex, solid, right? Solid like, flex. Oh, I know what cheat code he had. Right? Like... <laughs> What cheat said, code? Give me the cheat code. <laughs> up, up, down, down, left, left, right, right, XXAA. <laughs> R2. <Done>. <laughs> R2D2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, more inside jokes. That's anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> God obviously goes into God mode here, and he's the powerful, like, he has just done this thing, and he says he's going to make this covenant with Noah. Uh, so, Noah would be the lesser party. So you as the cheesecake reigning supreme, you would be the greater party, I would be the lesser party. And what would happen is we would establish the terms of the covenant. Maybe it's, uh, you know, if, if ever, I, I don't know, whatever, if I somehow break the terms of this covenant, you can come on, you can come down on me. And, you know, a lot of times they, they would do these, they, they, it would be a blood covenant, like you would walk, you would sacrifice things, which if this reminds you of maybe of a story of Abraham and the covenant that he makes with God and he takes the animals and he cuts them in half and then he, there's this this blood in between them and Abraham's supposed to walk through the blood but he doesn't walk through the blood and then God walks through twice which we're going to get to the story when we get back to Genesis after after Lent later this year um and we'll talk about this more then but this is this like this is the concept of this covenant of the lesser party and then the greater party <clears throat> and so you, as the victor, Daniel, would, as the greater party, you would have the ability to come in and just wreck me, you know, and, and be like, yep, nope, uh, you you have been making unauthorized cheesecakes, and for that I am now going to destroy you and annihilate you. <sighs> Obviously what should happen probably. Seems like proper punishment. Seems <laughs> like proper punishment for unauthorized cheesecakes. <laughs> Just destroy you. (laughs) Just absolute destruction. But uh, it would be my job. It would be my job. And you could do this at any point. Like you as the the powerful party, the greater party, could just come in and and do this. It's my job in a normal Caesarean vassal covenant. It's my job as the lesser, the vassal, to remember the covenant. And my job to, to keep the sign of the covenant. Right. This would be uh, if if there were, if it was we signed a document, maybe where we stated the terms and you were like, no. And maybe the terms were, yeah, no, no, I could I can make a cheesecake. I just have to claim that it's a lesser cheesecake. It's like a, a cheese. It's a cheesy cake. I don't, I don't know. Something something ridiculous like <laughs> there whatever the covenant <laughs> terms were. we're getting, I have to say that it is. a getting I, pretty I, have to ridiculous grovel, here. I have to grovel. I have to grovel. And, and I, it's my job to remember this. It's my job to keep this, this covenant sign with me at any moment. Because in, in those days, you know, two warring kings or whatever, if I as the vassal don't have this covenant, then that warring king can just come down and do whatever and doesn't have to abide by the terms of the covenant because I don't have the sign. I have no proof. This is, uh, reminds me of the gladiators with their wooden sword that they had to carry around for the rest of their forever right if they got freed they had the wooden sword this was the sign of their freedom they had to have that if they didn't have it they were no better than a slave right um <clears throat> so if it's my job to remember this my job to keep the treaty my job to uphold everything as the vassal then when we read the story of noah when we when we hear of how god creates this this covenant of that I'm going to remember, which that's the center of the of the chiasm, is he's going to remember. And it, it says this over and over. Right? Remember, remember. Mm. Um, and and this is this is wildly important because God's gonna remember it, and he's the greater party. And the sign of the covenant, he says, I'm gonna remember the sign of the covenant, the bow. Like, I'm gonna remember this it's not like it's not on you which flips this around greatly from your normal your normal covenant that the first listeners would be used to hearing about the other thing is that bow and you mentioned this in the sermon i think the bow's pointed up and this is the destruction that god's saying like if and if you break this covenant if this covenant gets broken i'm going to take the punishment that's completely flipped around. Completely bass awkward. Right? Which we see the same thing with Abraham in that covenant that we're gonna talk about later. Cause God walks through it twice and says, uh, you're not gonna be able to withhold this. You're not gonna be able to uphold this. Sorry, not withhold, uphold this, you're not gonna be able to do this. And even if you can't do this, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the punishment, right? Right. Which we see fulfilled in christ of that god's going to take his he's going to walk both parts of this um so and if that doesn't tell you that the bible is one big continuous narrative i don't know what does um but back to noah and this this uh this covenant with the clouds um i think this concept of remembering this concept of he's going to take the punishment on this that he's a god that wants to, he's willing to take the destruction on himself. He's willing to take the brunt of this. Um, This is completely different from the flood stories that those first hearers would have been used to. You touched on this a little bit with uh, the Epic of Gilgamesh and Utnapashim. Right. Uh, Right, that uh, Utnapashim... Mr. Yu, I think you called him? Mr. I like U. that. <laughs> I like that. Mr. Yu. <laughs> U,
1: U, not yeah, the uh, Mister, U, not, but, yeah, not steam. It's got that
0: steam at the end. It's very in, nice.
1: Uh, it sounds very steam.
0: Steam. Uh but anyway, so Mr. Yu, uh he has to well,
1: all of these flood
0: stories they have to go through and they have to trick gods, right? Like the gods are angry and it's only through the power of the man that You know, somehow he tricks the gods and creation is saved.
1: We have to outwit man or Or outwit outwit the the gods. gods. We got to outwit the gods. Which which isn't that still the stories of of today? Very much so. I mean, isn't that the story
0: of... We love that story. Yeah. How great are we? We love the story of the demigod man, right? That sides with man or Hercules, any any of these... Uh, I think of the Clash of the Titans that had, I, I watched that not too long ago. Um, oh, shoot. Was that, uh, it's got uh, Poseidon's offspring. Right. And he, he denies his godhood or whatever. And the the whole story is he's denying his godhood, but he's also fighting against the gods. You know, he's going to outwit the gods. Um, it's a very common story. We love this story. And this is, this is what they would have heard in these, these, Flood tales. Yeah, Perseus. Perseus, there it is. Son of Zeus. Oh yeah, son of Zeus, not Poseidon. Why did I think it was Poseidon?
1: He was standing, Poseidon.
0: Oh, all right. Yikes! Yikes! That was that was that was rough. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I'm here all week, folks. Oh, are you ever? <laughs> 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 anyway, so but this that that. God takes this flood story that we're hearing in Genesis the, and it flips around it flips it around and it's no longer a god that's angry wrathful vengeful it's no longer a god that is needs to be tricked in order for humanity to be saved it's no 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 it's a god that's going to partner with humanity it's a god that desperately cares about humanity enough to remember and take both the like and take the vassal side of the covenant
1: yeah, so like, not only does he say that I will provide the sign. Yep. Like he's the one that's gonna provide the sign. Yep. Which is which is super like if if you think about the emotional trauma that Noah and, and that's one of the things I thought that the Noah film did well mm. was identifying the like maybe one of the reasons why Noah built a vineyard and 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 drank wine was because he was trying to deal with emotional trauma.
0: There might have been some PTSD.
1: Yeah, I mean i I can't imagine hearing all those voices crying out, and you oh, can't do sure. anything about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, and I mean, so. But uh, God says, "Not only I will not destroy this earth again." I'll provide the sign. And oh, by the way, the sign, the bow, like we we picture oh a pretty rainbow.
0: Oh, of course. That's what it is in my little kiddo's book.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty. But it's a it's a bow. It's a it's a w
0: it's a war weapon.
1: It's a war weapon. Yep. And God would prefer doesn't mean doesn't mean he will, but he would prefer to harm himself versus his creation. Yeah. But we know that there will come a day there will be come a judgment Mm -hmm. uh many will reject christ and i just know that i can't live a life that rejects christ because i i am confident that this world will be judged yeah but my life how can you tell if i'm living a life that, that says, yes, there is a Christ, it means mm. I'm on mission with him. Yep. I'm doing the things he called me to do.
0: I'm that's w- probably a good sign. Probably a good sign right there. Cool, cool. Well, that is a, that's a solid bit of footnote fodder for your, uh, your consideration. Uh, you can dig into that. A little bit more. Uh, we, we did, you mentioned the, uh, I just want to throw this out there for anyone that wants to go dive into these. You mentioned the midrash um, as part of the chiasm. If you go back and listen to the sermon, there's some midrash that makes the one... Uh, day four. Day four, that's right. Yeah, the sun, moon, and day stars. Day four, sun, moon, stars. Um, there's some midrash that makes that uh, part of the... the Reflection upon Genesis, the creation story, makes that work. Um, makes that a clear connection. Um, we've both been looking for it and not been wildly successful.
1: No, unwildly.
0: We definitely could call it a unwildly successful. We pre-failed. We've pre-oh, we've pre-failed. Oh man, that's depressing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know if I want to go look more now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going to go look more, but I already know I've pre-failed that's like pre-ordering, so I'm just going to just get a big old dose of failure. Um, but maybe, maybe, if somebody out there is interested in that stuff, they might find it better than us. Uh, because we do know that wrestling with the text and learning this stuff in community is better, so help us out here. If you do find that, Midrash, if you do know where that's located, um, I, for one... Would like to know, because I enjoy the Midrash stuff. I find it a kick in the pants. Um, and I think Rob probably would also be interested in that, too. Absolutely. So give us a holler, info at Church. if you happen to locate that Midrash or know of its location, um, bring it home.
1: Yeah, there's uh, there's plenty of evidence that these stories are parallel, and, and if that's the only piece that's missing, uh, we're we're going to see that the story continues this week. And sure. You know what comes after creation is is a garden and mm-hmm. fruit and nakedness and covering. Yeah, uh, this sounds really familiar. We we may see those same elements this this week yeah. when we look at Noah as he comes out of the ark with his family. So curses yeah. and all that.
0: There could be a couple of parallel themes. So if there are a couple, there's probably a couple more. Help us find that one. Well, glad that you could join us, and we will be back, or like Rob said, we'll be back in the story of Noah this week on Sunday, Uh, diving into the last part of that story, and then we got one more week after that for Genesis, and we will be in the Tower of Babel and sewing it all up and looking at Genesis 1 through 11 as a big, big hole, and that'll that'll be a lot of fun. So
1: and then we move to two services and yeah. our experiencing God series during Lent so March 1st.
0: Absolutely.
1: Going to two services and uh we'll have some information up on our website. Yep. So if Soon. you're here
0: be watching for that. Uh follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh you could follow us on Twitter but mm, I don't think anybody's really tweeting for us so that wouldn't really be very useful. But you should follow us on Facebook and Instagram because we use those. Or you know, sign up for Ridge Report. You can get that on our website. You can sign up for that, or just you know, come visit us. Yeah, yeah, that's cool too. Love to see you. We like people, isn't that right, Daniel? Yes. Daniel came and visited.
1: I did. Do you feel loved? I always feel loved. (laughs) (laughs) Lovable guy. (laughs) I make
0: cheesecakes for darn sake.
1: We love to love. We love your bass playing, along with your facial expressions.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, apparently I have some wild facial
0: expressions. I I just want to know what they were because I wasn't paying attention to it.
1: Oh, he was into it. I, that's, I think that was Dave. Was that? I, I think Dave, that's Doctor Dave was Dave. noticing
0: that. It might have been.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Doctor Dave that said that. Um,
0: we'll never know though. We'll
1: never but no, nah, I think it was pretty It'll confident. <laughs> 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 pretty confident. <laughs>
0: Uh, you're hundred percent sure, ninety percent of the time. Yes, one of those, one of those sort of things. Yes, <laughs> precisely. <laughs> All right. Wow, glad you were here this week, Daniel. It was a delight playing music with you on Sunday and having you having you join us here and uh, running around with us. So uh, glad to be here.
1: It's Absolutely. A good, time, a good time.
0: This is a great place. It is a great place. You should uh, you should think about moving here. <laughs> I've been told a few times by like everybody ordered a few times (laughs) (laughs) demanded
1: ordered (laughs) summoned we could work on that
0: i don't know there you go anyways we're rambling now and uh it's been a grand old time so we'll let you we'll let y'all go and we'll uh we'll catch you on the flip side yeah peace have a great day (laughs) you've been listening to footnotes on the mission ridge podcast for more information about mission ridge please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.